Good day. You're listening to Radio Alhara. This is my monthly artist interview contribution. My name is Stefan Christoph in Montreal, Geogiagi. On the broadcast this month, July 2023, I'm going to be featuring a conversation with Lebanese artist, improviser, photographer Tony Eli. Uh, Tony is based in Berlin. We talk about his practice there as an artist, um, his uh, involvement in the independent music scene in Beirut, the challenges that alternative artists face in Lebanon, but also the vibrant uh, creative connections between artists all around the world that Tony has been um, a part of. Uh, we hear about, for example, the Ertijal Festival that is based in Beirut and um, collaborations with artists in Berlin. Um, this is an illustration in many ways of the creative hub for international artists that Berlin has become. And I think it's very important also to see the ways and, and hear how Tony speaks about how Berlin has been a hub for artists from many parts of the world, including Lebanon. And I really was happy to speak with Tony about his work. We discussed outside at a pretty loud uh, cafe. So you hear the city around us, um, uh, the traffic passing. And here is our exchange for Radio Hara. I'm Stefan Christophe in Montreal. And every month I contribute an artist interview for broadcast here. Um, here's my conversation with Tony Eli, and thank you, Tony, for being part of this project. Keep it locked on Radio Hara. We're sitting in Berlin. Um, I believe it's a waterway that's close to us. The canal, yeah. Canal, okay. Um, Tony, you have worked extensively here in Berlin over the last few years on your own music practice, but also a lot of collaborations that are both local and international. I mean, Berlin's become very known in the last decade, especially as being a, a hub of experimental music. But I know you not from this context, more from the Beirut context and your involvement in independent music in Beirut. So I'd love to talk about both those things and, and also the connection between the two cities. But first of all, yeah, please just uh, introduce yourself and, and share uh, with our listeners a bit about who you are and, and your musical practice. Sure. Uh, my name is Tony Alie, a Lebanese musician and photographer. Moved to Berlin uh, almost two years ago under the fellowship of Feldhof in Berlin. One, one year residency with Akademie der Kunst. Uh, after what happened in Beirut from economical crisis until the explosion, the big explosion that we were actually close by. So it was really dangerous as a family to stay there. So we decided that we have to move somewhere. And we didn't have papers to other passport or anything. So uh, it was a good opportunity, this fact uh, in Berlin. And I'm so grateful to have it. So yeah, we've moved here with the family and we've been living here since two years and everything going great uh, around us. Like we were really 
welcomed really nicely here in the in the city. We were lucky to, uh, that everything went well, all the paper and everything to really adapt to the system and start working on all the projects that I've been doing since the last two years. Well, you mentioned um, the events in Beirut over recent years and I don't, I'm not bringing this up to may, maybe to go into all the yeah. details, but I'm more bringing it up to, to think about how does an event like the Port Explosion, for example, affect artists? Because often in the headlines we see, or even in news reports, we see sort of obvious stories, which is like, oh, well, this has affected the economy, or this has f affected low-income workers, or, you know, but often missing from that sort of news is... For example, how does an event like that affect artists, right? So if you have any thoughts to share about that. Uh, honestly, I don't think you can separate yourself as, a, as an artist in such a situation. Yeah. You, in such a situation, you're not an artist anymore. It's like the whole thing around you is getting vanished. And family, friends, uh, streets, uh, areas, history, everything got vanished around you. So you're no one at that uh, point, really. You don't think as an artist, you think as a human being uh, wants to protect himself. Uh, but yeah, after a while, uh, this kind of... Uh, how things affect you, like what happened with me, you try to uh, escape the city. If you have this, have this chance, other people doesn't, then they try to rebuild everything from uh, scratch and that's what's happening right now in Beirut and I'm really glad that it's happening again the scene is because at some point we uh, we, we thought that everything is uh, is gone really it's gone like what everything is, like uh, the scene I'm talking about the art scene yeah, yeah. yeah like it's gone like we've been building it for like 20 years yeah. and it's really hard to build something like that in Beirut with no help at all yeah like no like institutional funding nothing nothing and you're in a region where nothing around you accept what you're doing anyway or you can like have a relation between Damascus Beirut or Cairo the, like for us as Arabs it's really difficult to move around uh, the region so that's why there's nothing happening there so Within this 20 years, Beirut had really did a great job in terms of art and music and everything. And at some point, we thought everything is gone. And it was really painful. But right now, because at the end you adapt to the situation, there's nothing you can do. So you start to rebuild again. Of course, not from zero because you have a background and you have all the package behind you. Uh, and that's what's happening right now. Irtijal, the festival, mm -hmm. it's been going and all the editions were made during these last three years, the, really the, the worst. And all the musicians are uh, releasing again, working again. Now, I don't know in terms of money and all the stuff, but it never, anyway, it's never been <laughs> money-wise good in Lebanon. But that's a good thing right now. The reemergence, yeah. the reemergence of these cultural institutions, yeah. um, and one key part, uh, it seems like, of all those projects, um, has been the fact that a lot of artists from Beirut have developed in a very autonomous way collaborations. Mm -hmm. Right, like it's it's not not like simply that there was this like 
um, you know, directive from like Western European government culture agencies to go and support artists yeah. in Lebanon. But people made and built relationships. Yeah. Uh, how is that been going? And how is particularly the relationship between the independent art scene in Berlin and the independent art scene in Beirut? Uh, look, there was uh, like Goethe Institute and Institut Français. Uh, they used to help really a lot uh, mm. in Lebanon, and most of the funds were used to come from from them. Okay. Especially the connection between Berlin and Beirut. It was funded by Goethe Institute. Uh, okay. So yeah, this that was the only help, and also for other. It's not only the music. It's also for any kind of like cinema or contemporary yeah, art. So it, most of the funds comes from Europe or Canada or United States, nothing from the region. Some uh, some country, uh, the last 10 years, were funding like the Emirati and the Saudi. And you know the funds, how it goes. And it's more political. It's not even the European and the Canadian. And it's more political still. But uh, I guess with the Gulf funds, it's way harder <laughs> in, in your face <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so so for you as an artist can you talk a bit about what this like relationship with musicians in Berlin meant for you yeah. because like uh, a lot of artists from Beirut but also from Iraq from Syria have really created a space here yeah. but I, I'm sure that wasn't simple it yeah. took time Uh, the connection between Beirut and Berlin started way before, like uh, way before, like I'm I'm talking about uh, late 90s, beginning of the 2000s, especially with uh, Mazen Kibaj and Sharif Sahnawi and Raid Yassin coming and playing here. Uh, and Sharif used to live in Paris, so he had all this connection with the improv scene in Paris and in Berlin. So it started since then. Uh, now the Iraqi and the Syrian, uh, I guess it's recent, more recent, uh, the connection to the Berlin scene. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not pretty sure, but I think that it was uh, that way. So uh, since then, uh, things started to grow more and more. A lot of uh, musicians uh, who lives, uh, used to live in Berlin came and played at Ertijal or outside Ertijal as well. And a lot of musicians from Beirut used to come here to Berlin. And that's why part of the thing that why we choose Berlin, because I used to come a lot here and I know the city very well back then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the connection has been great. And uh, a lot of, uh, for example, there was one edition uh, for, from Ortijal concentrated only to uh, Lebanese and, uh, and German uh, musician or Berlin uh, musician oh, okay. and the poster was great by Mazen Kerbaj uh, you have the Burj Al Mur you know the Burj Al Mur the mythic Burj Al Mur in uh, west in Beirut which is was the part between east and the west and the wall of Berlin that also because the two cities have the similar thing that like east and west during the time and both of them got uh, the wall for example got brought down in the 90s and Beirut civil war was ended during the 90s. So you have this similar similarity between the two cities. And uh, yeah, the connection started since then. And uh, I guess there's a lot of projects between the two cities happening. And also other uh, outside the music scene or the free improv scene. Do you think like the existence of a wall in the city had an effect in similar ways on culture in the two places? 
somehow it happened to be like <laughs> that way, but I don't think it uh, affects uh, on uh, to find similarities between uh, artists uh, because we had this history. Of course, because I think as well I have uh, similarities to artists from Montreal and uh, from other uh, cities in Europe and or uh, in the Arab world. It's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Unless maybe you have a choice about that. Maybe you see it from the outside. No, I mean, you had mentioned that both cities were divided. I mean, both cities seem so different, right? Like, the history is different, the location, the culture. But I do appreciate seeing the connection between the two places. It seems, like, pretty significant. Um, so, I think, like, it would be... It'd be cool to hear a bit about what you do now and your projects and like what what you're working on. We're on the city streets, so we're gonna hear the whole city soundscape. So there's our conversation with with Tony, and there's also the soundscape of the city. So it's a two in one. Um, uh, so yeah, can you can you share a bit about like? Um, some of projects that you're working on which you're excited about because I used to come here to Berlin more often during the years so uh, I had a connection really really well connection so uh, since day one I was really integrated in the scene I know a lot of musicians so I started to create this project with them and playing with them and uh, the opportunity of, and the opportunity of having the Academy Dekun Studios, Electronic Studios, to uh, have recordings. So I was inviting musicians from here to have sessions with them. This thing is it's not going to be released like uh, different releases. I'm working on a composition out of all these recordings that it's going to be played hopefully in 2025 with like uh, 18 musicians. Yeah, but a this is a, yeah. I'm I'm working all, out from all this recording. I'm gonna work on a composition and play it live all together. Uh, this is a future project that now I'm uh, building it. Other than that, uh, the first project I did here was with Tony Buck, a duo called Spirit Weather, that we've been working on right now as well. We played it at Academy of Kunst as well. The second project is with, I got invited by Mazin Kerbaj and South Out, uh, trios uh, Burkhard Bynes, uh, Michael Forfeld and Mazin Kerbaj. And they were doing their first electronic uh, performance. Usually they play acoustic uh, instruments, percussion and trumpet. But this uh, set was a full electronic and they invited me. So we played at Autopsy Pole and then we had a recording session. And uh, from that recording session, we have an album that it's, uh, went out two months ago on uh, Bosnian Records. It's a Polish uh, record label. The album called uh, Machine Learning. Uh, then I work on a composition for Neues Vocalisten from Stuttgart with six vocalists uh, under the uh, Voice Affair project with other... Uh, Arab uh, composers, Aya Mitwali, uh, Raed Yassin, uh, Cynthia Zavan, and Yumna Saba, and other artists from the region, that we compose like five to ten minutes each, uh, compose a piece for the vocalists. Mm. Uh, so I took the, you know, this North African, uh, Lebanese, Palestinian uh, chant, the ululating, 
you know what uh, what is it? <laughs> and I work on that, like working with the tempos, working with the melodies, and uh, it sounds great. <laughs> I was really stressed about that. It's the first time I composed for something like that. But yeah, it turned out to be so. Good. You asked vocalists to perform. That? Yeah. So I composed it and we did it and we uh, performed. Uh, I performed my first uh, my first time uh, in Ultima Festival in uh, Oslo. The others performed in Beirut and other places, but I was new to this uh, project. And uh, also uh, now we're going to release a project. Uh, it's a Beiruti project, but we're releasing uh, it right now in, on uh, Zehra Records. It's a sub-label of Car Record. The project is Kalamita with Aya Mitwali. It's Sharif Sahnawi, Malik, Rizallah on drums, me and Aya. And also I have another project that uh, I developed here in Berlin. I got the music for, for it called Los Panteros. It's a duo with Aya. It's more electronic and voice. The other uh, Kalamita is more rock. And, and both of them work on, uh, around this uh, Arab uh, music, Arabic music. Also, I have a duo with uh, Burkhard Mainz called Zoninun. It's a duo electric bass and electronics that has been working a lot lately and touring a lot. And uh, our album is somehow is done, looking for a label uh, to release it. Um, well, that's a lot of projects. Yeah, there's, if, I, I, if I'm going to go into that, it's been, I told you, I, while walking, uh, I did a lot of things that, during that uh, somehow year and a half in Berlin, like especially on a personal level, the evolution as a musician, it's really unbelievable. Um, that's Wow. Yeah, how, how can a city affect you? Like in Beirut, I, of course, I used to be a musician, I worked, but uh, like... Uh, Putting so much time into uh, what you're doing, it's totally different here than Beirut. Because the scene here is so big and so competitive in a good way that you really, really want to prove yourself. It's not like in Beirut. Beirut scene is also big concerning the, considering the, how big the city is. And it is diverse and everything, but still it's way smaller than here. And because in Beirut, Making a living out of music, it's pretty hard, so you have to concentrate on other things. And the life in Beirut, especially, is more stressful than here. So concentrating on things, it would be difficult, more difficult. So when I moved to, uh, to Berlin, really things change a lot in terms of uh, uh, the practice that I'm like every day. What, when I wake up, I have like one hour of rehearsal by myself. That I've never been doing, I never did it in Beirut <laughs> my whole life. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, on a personal level, uh, this move to Berlin, it was something, uh, I think, it changed my whole life. And that's what I should have done way before, but you never, you can't say it like that. Now it happened, and I'm really grateful for that. Wow. So, the, let's try to review uh, a few of the pieces you mentioned. You talked about a piece where you invited a bunch of musicians to compose that you you invited a bunch of musicians and you did recordings with them that will be an ensemble piece that was the first one you mentioned could you talk a bit about that a bit more uh the idea was at the beginning just to have recording with these people uh people and musicians that i really admire or some new acquaintances that i met here in berlin and i liked what they are doing and we collaborated and with time it got me the idea like 
I don't want to go into releasing because it's like really 18 recordings. So I don't want to go and, and find myself trying to find labels to release that thing. So I said, uh, okay, maybe that's a good idea to work on the composition out of these recordings. Oh, like wow. each okay. duo or trio takes so some like, parts. You're drawing some things. Yeah, yeah oh, taking okay. some parts or even like... For example, this day I'm working with Mazen, recording with Mazen, and the other day I'm working with Tony. I'll take Mazen and Tony, I put them together, and I'm in the process right now. So, yeah, that's a, to compose something out of all this recording. The composition to and are be called. Are they free improv? Yeah, mostly it's free improv and electronic. Okay. The composition is uh, named as Passé Composé. <laughs> so yeah, you're composing the past uh, and somehow, in some way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, composing it and to playing it live with all the musicians. That, uh, that's the challenge. Wow. You mentioned also um, this piece where you're um, using vocals yeah. from the region. Yeah. Um, that's like a type of sound and vocal style that is often used in the West without context. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear a bit about why you're using that, you know, uh, or working with that, I should say. Because it's, it's a wonderful thing, actually. You can see that it's melodic and percussive in the same way. So it intrigued me to, to work on that thing and to make really great vocalists that you can say anything or ask anything from them they can do it so just imagine how you can play with such a, a really a small thing chant that how you can stretch it you can uh, rework it you can retune it and every you have a six vocalist that you can play with all the melodies you can create drones you can create repetitive things and that uh, that was the piece so like that six melodies yeah oh, okay. six voices okay. so each one on a frequency on a pitch so and sometimes uh, one of them is going faster than the other and like creating this polyrhythmical things and also this drone things it's wonderful wow and, yeah. and how did you find the vocalist uh, i got uh, invited because it's a project oh, okay. it's uh, called voice affair uh, it's a collaboration uh, between uh, uh, ecla festival and other festivals uh, here in berlin and also with sharif and Etijal festival so that's why they contacted sharif uh, to work with a musician from the Arab world oh, okay. so and that's why there's Ra'ed, Jumna and uh, also the other compositions are wonderful uh, like Ayaz and uh, Ra'ed's piece and Jumna and Cynthia it's, it's really really wonderful hopefully one day you'll be able to see this uh, event it's uh, like uh, two hours event it sounds it's really really good Wow. Yeah, and we all, all all played all together uh, behind each other. Like each one has a ten to five to ten minutes uh, composition. Oh, so so yeah. yeah. So you you actually you actually you sorry you actually presented this piece in Beirut. Uh, I didn't. I was actually uh, I played my solo in Beirut, and they saw it. Uh, Christina Fisher, so the head of the project saw the solo and she really liked it but this, uh, the project was going on uh, already and uh, they were performing it in Beirut and she asked me are you interested to be part of that uh, project like creating uh, composing a piece I told her of course yes and the first time I uh, performed it it was in Oslo at Ultima oh, Festival yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. wow so how is it I guess you're managing these projects from all over um, 
you have so many collaborators. Um, it's a very exciting time for your work. So I want to leave some time to play some of your music. So maybe uh, if something comes to mind now, but also no pressure, if there's like one piece that we should play, can you maybe introduce it? Something that you'd be excited for people to hear on the radio? Um, because I know that you have so many composed works yeah. and recordings. Yeah, no, the composition with the vocalist, I can't, I don't have sure, it. Sure, sure, well, any, any of that, yeah. that... But I can, of course, uh, waiting for the bus to move. <laughs> uh, but I can, uh, of course, share with you the project with uh, Aya Metwelli and Kalamita and Aya Metwelli. It's going to be released soon in April. So it's maybe it's good to uh, introduce uh, that project to people. Perfect. Thank you so much for Thank taking you. the time to speak with me in Berlin. And uh, thanks, Tony. Mm -hmm.